This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor David Gammon here. Super excited to be with you on Morning Breath. If you're new to the program, if you're new to, to what we do here, we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, then the morning of. We go down to our Merritt Island location. We have a recording studio, and we we talk about what God breathed on our hearts. We read it the morning of. I don't know if I mentioned that. And we we talk about it. Myself, a co-host, Pastor Dan, a co-host, Pastor Dan, and myself. Usually there is a, a young man named Nick in the room who's with us today. Hey, hey. He will be the co-host today. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm not Pastor Dan, but I will... Uh... I'll, I'll try to you, do my best. Good, good. Well, I'll tell you what. You both reek of awesomeness. And Aww. I tell you, what, I couldn't be more proud of this young man. He He's on the worship team. He serves in the youth ministry. He serves everywhere in production. He's one of our apprentices that are living in a house with the guys that are chasing after Jesus in the ministry and learning leadership. And he uh, he's an all-around awesome guy, awesome guy. So I'm, I'm super stoked to have you on the show as the co-host today, Nick. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's, uh, how about you tell them how to get plugged into Morning Breath? Oh boy, I'll do my best. All right, so <coughs> first off, you can find us. We have a website, eccc.us, um, but also you can find our uh, our podcast for Morning Breath and all that. Um, I feel like I'm not doing so great so far. I'm trying my best. <laughs> um, podcast, our Morning Breath podcast um, on our app, there's actually... Um, which is kind of like our main main way to find things now is uh, it's on the App Store and uh, the Google Store, whatever. It's called East Coast, and it's blue with a white cross and all that. And so um, you can get connected there. They've got a lot of um, information, our events and all that stuff that's coming up and our podcast, our morning breath stuff, all that good stuff. Um, or you can call at 321-452-1060, um, and uh, we will mail you some some um morning breath schedules of what we're going to be reading and um in the upcoming weeks and um if you don't want to use the app or the website and uh we also have a youtube page where you can see our current and past sermons that we um that our awesome pastors preach on the weekends um, so yeah, I noted a hint of sarcasm or a smirk on your face there, when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's priceless. I was trying to think of a a, a word <laughs> for our pastors because they are incredible um, oh, men and women, and so well, great job, buddy, great job. Thank you. I tell you what, we also have um, we got twenty one days of fasting, and it's it's quickly coming upon us. And what that is is corporately at East Coast Christian Center, like a lot of churches at the first of the year, we're gonna do a time of seeking Jesus, pressing in, however you want to put it. But in this 21 days, we have a devotional um, that will be online on our website as well. It's uh, written by people inside the church, and it's a daily devotion. We'll go get into the Word of God together and be focused on what he, he's doing, but we'll also do what's called a Daniel fast. And a Daniel fast is when you cut out meats. How we boil it down is you cut out meats and treats. What it really is, if you go, I believe, like Daniel 3, that he wouldn't eat the king's meat or meat that was sacrificed towards idols. He made a proposition to the uh, Babylonians. He would say, hey, um, if you would allow me to, I'd like to just eat what came from the ground and drink water and not have wine or do any of the other stuff the other people were doing. And he saw tremendous results. 
He also prayed three times a day um, when he would have had each meal. So we, we're just saying, hey, we're going to cut out the meat. We're going to eat stuff that came from the ground, and we're going to cut out all the treats. I want to encourage people, too, if you if you jump in on this, if you medically can't do this, don't. this isn't a thing of, of – of condemnation if you can't do that. If a doctor's saying you can't do the Daniel fast, well, then don't do the Daniel fast. That's fine. What you want to do is find what is taking your time and your money and your thoughts that maybe needs to not be carried into the rest of 2020 with you. Find out maybe you're on social media too much. Maybe you do a certain hobby too much. Maybe you binge way too much of a show. Maybe you're just kind of thinking about a particular thing way too much and it's distracting you from your faith walk. Well, gather some of those things up and cut those out in the Daniel fast. Say for these 21 days, I'm not going to do these things. But don't just cut something out. You need to take something that's a distraction out and put something that's a positive reinforcement in. And that's the word of God. That is the word of God. Get the word of God in and get seeking. So that's our 21 days of fasting. A great way to do uh, to learn more about the word of God is to go to our university. Nick, you want to tell them all about how that they can get plugged into the university? Um, yeah, I mean, we have, there's a, a website um, and I, I have it, but I, I can't remember. I think it's campuses. It's ECCU equipped. Oh, yep. And you can go right there, and you can see everything you need. Uh, classes are starting. They are awesome. They are, are one class a month. You can jump right in. You pay monthly, too, so you don't have to pay a giant fee at the front end. You get uh, professors, teachers, and people that are just going to teach you the Word of God, and it gets really, really good. Um, yeah. I got my degree from the university. What about you, Nick? Nick's a student in the school. Yeah, I, I don't have a degree yet, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to work towards it. Um, but yeah, it actually starts this Thursday, which is today. So it starts, it starts today. There's new classes um, that you could sign up for. And like Pastor David said, you can um, pay for like the class to, to get credit, um, which is a little bit more expensive than just auditing, which is another option. But with auditing, you don't have to um, take any of the quizzes. You're just there to learn, press in, and um, just kind of absorb the Lord's word and uh, from our pastoral staff and um, some of some of our other uh, professors. Would, Come would, on, would what? we call them our professors? Yeah, our professors, our, our professors. teachers. All right. So, well, Luke seven. We're going to Luke seven today. We got fifty verses in Luke seven. I think we should probably just split it. Looking at it, um, even twenty seven, twenty three. <clears throat> It, something like that. There's a actually like a good break. It's like actually at a weird thing like at like 23. Uh, oh, I was just joking. Oh but, yeah, yeah but we could do that. You know what? Let's just go right. Let's do right in the half. Right in right in half. You start us off and I'll finish us. Um, okay. I'll take 26 to the end and you take 25 going forward. What translation are you gonna read? I got I got NLT. All right, I got very similar to it. NIV. So, hey. uh, Nick, good sir, I say to you, read, sir. <laughs> When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he spent, or sorry, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slaves. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. 
I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only say, or sorry, I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to the crowd that was following him. He said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found that the slave was completely healed. Soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, he... <laughs> Sorry, I'm so out. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And as the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside, the disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we be looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said to him, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? At, the, at that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, those who with those with leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. After John's disciples left, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he weak, a weak reed, swayed by every breath or wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No, people who wear beautiful clothes and live in luxury are found in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes. Oh, I switched over to NLT as well. Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, and he is more than a prophet. John is the man whom Scripture refers when they say, Look, I am sending a messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way before you. I tell you, all who have ever lived, none is greater than John. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. When they heard this, all the people, even the tax collectors, agreed that God's way was right, for they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in religious law rejected God's plan for them, for they had refused John's baptism. To what can I compare the people of this generation, Jesus asked. How can, <clears throat> how can I describe them? They are like children playing a game in the public square. They complained to their friends, We played wedding songs and you didn't dance. We played funeral songs and you didn't weep. For John the Baptist didn't spend his time eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he's possessed by a demon, the son of man, and the other, and the, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. 
One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard that he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, Have I something to say? I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him the story. A man loaned the money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That is right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. And so she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. And Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith saved you. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. 50 scriptures here, 50 verses here. Wow, Luke 7. It really, I mean, like, really from top to bottom, people from 1 to 50, I mean, it really is. The good Dr. Luke is just dropping wisdom out. <laughs> yeah. And um, where do I want to start? I want to start with, the, like, the authority of the centurion, the resurrection. I mean, <clears throat> I guess I'll kick it off with this. And it really kind of probably jumped out on my heart the loudest. Man, I wish I could remember it right now. Oh, uh, Jesus's response. That was it. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for saving me on that one. <laughs> um, Jesus's response is so epic that as believers in Christ, we cannot just peruse past it as we go through Luke 7, as we look at the Gospels. The statement that he says, and here it says, um, what we're, what I'm more accustomed to hearing it said as is, man, um, it's not it's not good. Blessed is the one who, is, who does not stumble because of me. All right, that's what, what I'm used to hearing as when, when Jesus is like, man, blessed is the man who does not stumble because of me. Or, or Jesus is like, hey, that I don't cause you to stumble. Be like, well, how would Jesus cause somebody to stumble? Well, I honestly believe that as believers, the further down the road inside the church and our walk with Jesus, this is actually more of a very prevalent thing inside of our hearts. But because we don't fully know what it is sometimes, uh, what he's saying, we really kind of get we kind of get struck by it. And what he's saying is this, is when I'm blessing your neighbor, if that's making you upset, stop it. He said, don't, don't be upset. Don't make my blessing of someone, my taking care of someone to cause you to start having bitterness, to start feeling overlooked, to start feeling left out, to start feeling rejected, to start feeling invisible. He's like, that's not the case. If we read our scriptures, if we individually and corporately passionately pursued Jesus, we would be looking at him as we pursued him and we would know that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, 
is written on his hand. Ephesians 2 says that we are his masterpiece. But as he is spending different seasons with different people, blessing in different ways, that, that we can't look to the left and right and get frustrated because maybe you're single and a friend of yours is getting married. But they just got saved or they just started walking with Jesus or they just started doing something like, well, wait a second, I've been walking with Jesus for a long time now. Where's my spouse? Where's my somebody? Or, or a big breakthrough came in somebody's life financially and you're like, where's my big breakthrough? I've been tithing. I've been giving. I've been generous. I've been singing all the worship songs. I, I, I've been closing my eyes, raising my hands in, in, in church. No, Jesus is saying, stop, stop. Don't cause my goodness in someone else's life to cause you to start to struggle. Wow. And it's important that we we grab a hold of that in our walk because I like to look over, and I'm, I'm really love that I, I hear this being championed a lot at East Coast, is uh, kind of the expressions of like, won't he do it again? Mm. Like when a blessing happens, instead of being like, oh, man, well, what about me, God? I'm yeah. like, almost like we're like Christian Eeyores. Like, <laughs> oh, no, God forgot about me. I'm so sad, Winnie oh. the Pooh. Instead of being like, won't he? Man, God's so good. Won't he do it again? Yeah. Won't he? Watch him. He'll do it again. And it's true because the word says that he he doesn't he's, he doesn't have favorites is what he says. God is not a favor of men. All right. He doesn't have favorites. His word rings true for every human on this planet. And yeah. I, I want to encourage you today. I mean, don't get hung up on um, getting bitter over someone else's blessing. Nick, what about you, buddy? Well, just to bounce off of that, that last thing that you said, like Pastor Dan had just spoke about that on his message this past weekend about not having, you know, favorites because it, it'll cause strife between uh, siblings. So like your parents, as a, if, as a parent, you shouldn't really have favorites, even though like your kids might be like, be my favorite, be my favorite. But um, when you, when you have favorites, it, it can cause strife between all of your siblings. And, and so I thought that was really good. But uh, something that, that popped out to me was when in uh, verse 38, it was talking about the, the woman who was at the Pharisee's house who heard about Jesus was coming over and she came over and started crying on his feet and wiping his feet with her hair. And just thinking about that, like that happening to me, like I would probably be uncomfortable, like, but Jesus saw it as like, like, this is amazing that this woman is, uh, blessing me and, and, uh, like respecting me so much to, to come and weep on my feet and to wash it off with her hair. And like, to me, that would be weird, but just, uh, it just kind of gives a new sight to me on, on, on that, I guess. But I thought that was kind of interesting to look at. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> I love how Jesus loves people. And you can see that as a reflection yeah. in his walk that he's not offset. He's not letting the, what would the crowd would say, uh, sway what he's going to do. And that's what something beautiful. Jesus always knew what he was doing in the room. He was never winging it. He was never faking it until he made it, all right? When that woman came in, he was actually in the moment where he was at. And that's something that really stands out to me on my heart of, like, sometimes I'm in the room, but I'm not really. I'm on my phone talking to 10 people that are in 10 different places, or I'm, you know, looking at the NFL.com to see if, you know, my fantasy football players are going to play that week or, you know, whatever else I'm doing, but being in the moment. And Jesus is always in the moment when you see him when he's on his ministry and what he's doing. And that's super powerful. I like too about being in the moment when it comes to the Roman centurion. Something jumped out at me. I've never really unpacked it from this direction before, but when it comes to the Roman centurion that he heals the um, slave or servant of this, of this uh, man of authority in the first part of the chapter here, 
really kind of stands out to me because they they kind of herald his accolades to him, uh, but they they talk about something of they're like, hey, look at what he's done, look at how he served, look at how he's pressed in, look at how he's believed. Like he's built a synagogue for us, Jesus, and Jesus goes to him, and that never really stood out to me before. I, what really stands out, as always stood out to me, is the part of where this person who is a Gentile gets the best adjective anybody in the New Testament gets for their faith. He goes, how great is the faith of this man who is not even from Israel, all right? He's Roman. But when you look at the other Jewish people, his disciples, his own disciples, constantly he goes, oh, ye of little faith, oh, how much longer do I have to be with you guys before you'll get this? Where instantly the Roman got it. And he got it because of the authority structure. And many of us who have been in church for a while have heard about the Roman centurion. That's usually what's camped out on. But I love that that Jesus probably was, gra- was gravitated or moved towards that, that the man had a love for what he knew was true or what he saw as beautiful inside of the Jewish culture. And that was their their worship of their God and that he served, and that he made him, he was in his heart making moves towards God. And I want to encourage you today that, you know what, your life might not look like other believers' lives. You might be living what we would call a sinner's life, okay? That is not how God sees you. You have to understand that, that maybe you came from somewhere, maybe some Christian that was misguided just really just threw the Bible at you. If you took a step back, that is not how God sees you. Jesus had a different perspective of this man, and that's why he even went to that man's house. He could see from the fruit of what was coming from that man that that there was something there, and Jesus was responding to that. I want to encourage you today, if that's you and you think that, man, being a Christian, you have to put this fake Christian mask on, and, and you can never do anything wrong, and you can never drink or smoke or cuss or do anything like that, that's a lie. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. We all are walking out our salvation with fear and trembling. Now, am I endorsing those three things? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Um, but I'll say this. You need to walk out your salvation. And part of that is coming to terms with your Savior. And that's getting on page with Jesus and allowing him into your heart, allowing him to be the Lord of your heart, allowing him to be the King of your heart, allowing him to be your Savior, and then joining the rest of the body of Christ at church. And I tell people all the time, you won't find a church that's not full of hypocrites because we all have, we all need a Savior. We all need a Redeemer. We all need to be pressing forwards towards Jesus, man. So I tell you what, Nick, do you, uh, you have anything? Yeah, I got one little thing. Um, the last verse, verse 50, it says, and Jesus said to the woman, your faith has served, saved you go in peace. And so I see that as like a, um, a reward of having faith. Like we need to have faith in God. And what, what happens is when you have faith, you don't have to worry about what's going on in your life. And that, and that's kind of like how it's described as like, when you have faith, it's, you're trusting in God, and so you can leave, you can be at peace with everything because you know that God will take care of all that's going on. And so it's encouraging to to know that having faith in God, um, even though she was a sinner, which was said earlier in the chapter, but even though she was faithful and um, came because she wanted to, she heard about it and then was like, I need to go and I need to see him and, and, and worship him and, and um, serve him and that faithfulness uh, just let allowed her to to be free and uh, just have peace and and Jesus 
honored it and and saw it as good. That's good, man. I love that every bit of conflict in this chapter is between people who think they know everything and every bit of peace is people that know they don't know everything. Well, we're going to take a break here and we'll be back right in a moment and we'll close out with the thought of the episode. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Moments, they matter. Moments, they matter. Oh, yes, they do. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, will be out January 17, 2020. You can buy, stream, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, well, we are back here. And I, and I love what was just said a moment ago earlier before we took a break about go now in peace, how, how there's a direct correlation between um, being in the presence of Jesus 
and peace, having your faith move and peace. There's a ton of faith inside of this chapter as we look at it. You see the authority-based faith, and it's all, it's all faith, but the faith moving under authority with the centurion. I believe also, too, the faith moving within timing with the resurrection at the funeral because Jesus would look across at a widow with her only son. That means she had no provision. She had no way to, to make it in life anymore because the only person that could take care of her has now passed away and is inside the coffin. And Jesus walks up, lays on hands, and, and raises the man from the dead right there in front of everybody. And then the faith, when you see it down, to give the uh, the woman that was caught, the woman of sin, the, the, the sinful woman, they give her peace to say, hey, listen, your sins are forgiven. To say that statement, your sins are forgiven, can only be said by God. He's the only one that can forgive sins. A lot of people have done a lot of amazing things in this world over time, but only one person could, with 100% grace and 100% truth, say your sins are forgiven. That is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll encourage you, press into him today, call out to him today, submit under his authority today, and walk with him today. We love you guys. We're going to catch up with you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.